0: Hi everyone, Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship and today we have with us uh, Mr. Dilip Modi, uh, the founder of Spice Money, which is India's leading rural fintech company operating in the space of banking and payment. Uh, Hi, Dilip, welcome to ELI.
1: Hi Priya, thank you for having me here.
0: I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please.
1: Well, my name is Dilip Modi. Uh, I'm founder of uh, Spice Money. Uh, we are a rural fintech uh, company uh, dedicated to uh, empowering uh, consumers in rural India. Uh, we operate through a digital model uh, wherein uh, we onboard uh, merchants and entrepreneurs in semi-urban and rural India who use our digital platform to enable access to financial services for consumers in their communities. Uh, to date we have uh, signed up over 800,000 merchant entrepreneurs onto our platform, predominantly in rural India. and uh, you know using our platform, they're able to provide a host of uh, basic banking and payment services to consumers around them. And we've served close to 150 million consumers to date.
0: Okay, that is a huge number. Uh, can you tell us how it all started? What was the initial idea and how it was started?
1: so priya my background is that of telecom and technology uh, you know i had the opportunity to build a, a, a telecom network business uh, between 1995 and 2008 that exposed me to uh, you know the whole world of mobility mm. and as part of that uh, experience uh, you know one um, you know we rolled out a huge uh, distribution network in states of punjab and karnataka where we rolled out our networks under the brand spice telecom so this is my second venture after spice telecom and uh, so, the way this started is that, uh, you know, we saw an opportunity as smartphone penetration was growing uh, and as internet adoption was growing that, uh, you know, there are a lot of users, uh, uh, shopkeepers, merchants who are looking at, uh, you know, growing their uh, livelihood by, you know, using technology. And uh, the first product that we actually launched for a small merchant, uh, you know, on their smartphone or a web interface, uh, was actually recharge a telco recharge product where they could you know uh, access uh, recharge using our platform uh, then we moved into remittances where effectively they could enable consumers around them to be able to remit capital but really you know where we saw the basic uh, product market fit as i would call it or the fact that you know how we position spice money as a rural fintech mm. is when we saw the basic issue of um, a lot of consumers in rural India having acts, having bank accounts opened for them. So between 2014 okay. and 2020, you've had over 400 million Jandan bank accounts opened for consumers with the goal of you know directing government and public subsidies directly into their bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is part of the Jam Trinity that we all know of. Right. Um, there, we saw an opportunity wherein we saw a problem statement, which we can uh, we saw it as an opportunity wherein a lot of people had bank accounts but had limited access to their bank accounts because the nearest bank branch or the ATM machine in a village or at a block level was at a significant distance. Mm. So imagine a situation where, you know, money hits the bank account of a consumer but he's not able to access it because he has to travel a distance to be able to get to an ATM machine or to a bank branch. so what we did was basically, you know, leverage the India stack digital infrastructure, predominantly Aadhaar, to enable a small merchant or an entrepreneur in their town or village to be able to uh, function as an uh, ATM point, an ATM payments point. So the way, uh, you know, the product got created was that, uh, you know, uh, a merchant onboards themselves onto our app, okay. uh, uh, you know, and they are. They get access to a small biometric machine, which is the Aadhaar-based biometric machine. And now, whenever a consumer wants to access their bank account, mm-hmm. they come to this merchant, authenticate themselves using Aadhaar, okay. and the money moves from the customer's bank account to the merchant's bank account, and the merchant gives the customer cash. So, okay. this is how you know the product got uh, rolled out. And. Uh, because of this, we we really saw a big take up on the platform uh, by merchants and entrepreneurs in semi-urban and rural India because of this huge demand to access an ATM point. And so by converting a merchant into a digital ATM point, we saw a huge demand for this product. And and, uh, uh, that's when we saw a huge pickup in terms of adoption and scale up on, on the platform. Uh, Because of this, uh, you know, we saw a a new kind of market open up, where now we were present in a lot of parts of semi-urban and rural India, uh, because a lot of merchants from these areas onboarded themselves uh, onto our, onto our app. And uh, that's when we started integrating multiple products on the platform. So from just offering an ATM cash out product, we started offering bill payments. So we took a BBPS or license so people who are coming there to withdraw cash can also at that point pay the electricity bill gas bill water bill uh you know we also integrated uh, uh you know other products like travel so you know people can also uh, at that point book a train ticket uh, uh an airline ticket or a bus ticket so we also enabled the merchant to function like a travel agent uh and directionally where we started moving was to be able to convert many of these atm points into like digital bank branches so effectively now you know consumers can come there to apply for a loan they can come there to you know buy an insurance policy or also make a mutual fund investment example okay so the idea was that today uh, you know directionally when we talk about financial inclusion the goal of the government and uh, <clears throat> you know the the uh, the regulator is to ensure that we can uh, extend the reach of the formal banking services to the billion people that live in rural India.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, now, how do we do this in an economically viable manner? And that is where I think technology can play a big role. Because if a merchant using a smartphone uh, you know, can, can, can function like a bank branch in their community and provide access to uh, you know, banks around customer data, around functioning as a collection point, as well as uh, help them in terms of underwriting, uh, then today the the issue that banks face that it's not economically viable for them to roll out bank branches in villages and in rural India gets addressed. So what is today being led more by an informal banking system in rural India where there are a lot of money lenders lending, how do you bring them all into the formal banking? So I think the first step has been taken by the government to ensure that everyone has a formal bank account into which government money can go. But how do these become active bank accounts where people can get access to credit and do savings and investments? And so how do we move from being a cash economy into a digital economy? And that will only happen if people start actively transacting with their bank account. And that has been the goal of platforms like UPI and others. But we've seen that Aadhaar is the starting point to get customers to start engaging and interacting with their bank accounts. And that is therefore the goal that we are now chasing with Spice Money to be able to move. A lot of consumers closer and as part of the formal banking system. So we see ourselves as a rural fintech platform with uh, you know large uh, consumers at one end, you know uh, sitting in rural India, billion consumers looking you know to get access to formal financial products. And on the other hand, you have banks and BFCs and all the financial product players you know looking to access these consumers. and we see ourselves as a platform. Uh, you you know where we've onboarded uh, over eight lakh merchants today. Directionally, you know we plan to grow that to a significant number. Uh, you know who can play the role of like effectively like a digital bank branch to connect uh, you know banks to consumers in rural India and create a win-win-win uh, you know economic model for all.
0: Right. Uh, curious to know what are the different challenges associated with uh, building a. Uh, a uh, platform for uh the bharat or the rural uh, uh segment of uh, bharat
1: i think the biggest challenge uh, and again uh, the biggest opportunity also um, priya is that um, you know a lot of the consumers in bharat have been uh, uh you know like when we think about uh, uh, digitization of india Right. I think uh, you know bharat also is getting digitized so what is happening mm-hmm. is when we think about building a, a fintech platform for bharat what we need to do is we need to ensure that uh, you know we can get more and more users which are the merchants to begin with and the consumers there to be able to engage with the platform digitally right. so I think you know the biggest challenge is to make products and the whole user experience so simple and intuitive. Right, Uh, so that you know, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs can then use the platform. We can bring in products that are relevant to consumers around in that community. So, curation of products Uh, we believe that you know, uh, we can't take the standard products that work in big cities and urban India, like you know, a, a big loan with a long duration. We need to get into micro credit kind of products. We need to provide flexibility for payment. A lot of these credit may be unsecured in nature. So how do we handle collections? How do we handle underwriting? How do we get access to data that we can rely on for for lenders to be able to underwrite on the back of? Mm -hmm. So I think being able to capture authentic data on the platform and be able to take decisions to be able to lend to consumers and merchants in rural India, I think directionally is the biggest uh, challenge and opportunity. So what microfinance industry did In terms of creating uh, a unique business model for rural India, I think with digitization and the ability to onboard merchants and consumers onto us using a smartphone, uh, what more can we do to be able to uh, bring them into the formal financial fold and how we work with manufacturers to design and build relevant products, I think is the biggest opportunity and the biggest gap in the market that needs to be addressed.
0: Can you tell us about how do you onboard the merchant, which you call as entrepreneurs, uh, to your platform? How do you uh, recruit them and find them? And what is the uh, training process you take them through? Uh,
1: So so Priya, what, what we have is that we, of course, have divided the country into the districts in terms of, you know, we have over 700 districts in the country. And what we've done is what we've realized that. You know, uh, our business is very local in nature, so every district has a unique uh, characteristic in terms of the kind of, uh, you know, the, the economy of that district, right? Like what are the kind of, uh, you know, what what people are doing, what are their financial needs, how do you work with them to do their financial, up- well, how do you help them to improve their financial well-being? So, in order to curate relevant products on our platform, what we've done is, in terms of uh, structure, uh, we've appointed a partner in every district. Right, uh, you could call them a distributor, a distribution partner. Uh, we call them a spice money partner, who effectively are from the district. And what they do is they help us onboard merchants from that district. So effectively, you know, they will have feet on the street, who will be going out and uh, you know uh, uh, interacting with merchants and entrepreneurs, and uh, uh, you know showing them what uh, what what this platform can do for them, and and then helping them onboard onto our our platform. So we have uh, you know, these partners present in every district of India and they help us to onboard merchants and entrepreneurs in every district. And then once they're onboarded on our platform, what we've done is we've created uh, a lot of content uh, on the platform uh, you know, when it comes to training and education. So we have a 30, 60, 90-day onboarding journey. So uh, what are the steps that you know we need to do from a KYC point of view, pre-onboarding and pre-transaction, and then post and depending on the appetite of the entrepreneur onboarded on our platform, uh, you know, on what products they want to work on, uh, we have a lot of video and other content that we publish for them to, you know, not only understand the characteristics and the nature of the product, but also get trained on how to sell the product. So I think we have, uh, you know, we are leveraging digital to the hill to be able to enable a lot of multilingual, uh, vernacular. Uh, content on the platform to enable small merchants and entrepreneurs to be able to not only uh, you know educate themselves, but also they uh, you don't know, drive business and earnings for themselves. So, at the end of the day, our goal is to convert all of these into digital entrepreneurs and enable them to earn a good livelihood while serving their community around them.
0: Okay. Uh from the fintech industry point of view after upa has come it has become very easier to make payment and uh, most of the fintech these days uh, are uh, building products on top of upa for example one click bill pay and you mentioned about bharat bill pay system uh, so how do you envision the industry the fintech industry especially the one uh, which is operating at the grassroots level evolving in the next uh, three to five year what are the new trends uh, that we are uh, going to see in in three when, to five
1: uh, years. Yeah, I would like to focus my comments on on predominantly you know semi-urban and rural India because that's an ecosystem that we are focused on and we are building for. I I think uh, Priya, where I see and why we call ourselves a digital model is because we clearly see an opportunity for a unique model to be built where uh, you know platforms like UPI and APS uh, you know can be leveraged. So, uh, for example, you know the early adopters of UPI and uh, digitization are merchants in rural India, right? And and they are downloading a lot of apps. They are using that, you know, to be able to drive their business, their earnings, and all of that. And that's why we've seen many of them come on our platform and use it to deliver services and earn income for themselves. I think where the unique opportunity comes is that the next cohort, like if you look at UPI as a platform. Today we have about 250, 300 million UPI users in the country, right? If we have to get to over 1.3 billion, right, we are we a lot of these will come from rural India, right? Sure. So directionally, where we see is that if you have a digital consumer who downloads a UPI app and does a lot of payments themselves, when it comes to getting access to advanced banking products like credit, insurance, savings, and investment, there is a need for a model where not only do they get access to information on their smartphone but there's also assistance that they can get in their local community to be able to get access to products right yeah. so because there is a lot of uh, uh, you know gap in terms of uh, you know when it comes to information understanding of this consumer to be able to give them access to credit right and that is where you know a local community model can help right where a locally onboarded digital entrepreneur can assist the product manufacturers to get data of the consumers so I would, the way we visualize the business is there's a digital entrepreneur and there's a digital consumer. And both of them are working hand in hand, right, where the digital entrepreneur is assisting the digital consumer in terms of onboarding, in terms of access to data, and also helping in terms of connections. Because at the end of the day, the bank files are very thin. Because if you look at all these Janthan bank accounts, the average balances in these bank accounts are very little, right? right? So if you think of you know providing credit and then dipping into those bank accounts, you know people withdraw the cash and then keep it in cash. Now, if you have to, you know, be able to provide formal viable models, you need to be able to ensure that they also have the ability to repay in cash, right? right? As much as repay from their bank account because they've withdrawn the cash and they're sitting with the cash, right? Mm. So they have to put the cash back into their bank account. So I think the way I'm we are visualizing the banking value chain going forward, we all talk about the uh, the digital consume uh, the digital banking consumer, right? But there's also a huge model that the the branch of the bank place. And in a neo bank model, everyone talks about a branchless model, right? We believe and we strongly believe that in rural India, you cannot have a branchless in- model. So we are reimagining the bank branch to become more like a digital branch operating on the smartphone of a digital entrepreneur in rural India, rather than the typical traditional physical branches that we are all used to seeing in big cities and all of that stuff. So if we can reimagine the consumer banking on the smartphone, we can also we also could reimagine the bank branch operating on a smartphone in rural India. So I think our vision for rural and the ability for rural to you know uh, become part of the formal banking sector is to imagine reimagine the banking value chain both in terms of a digital bank branch and a digital consumer.
0: I think that is a uh, big as well as beautiful vision uh moving ahead uh with the discussion uh, uh we would be very curious to know the, your overall entrepreneurial journey uh if you can uh chronologically tell us how how you became an entrepreneur what drives you to become an entrepreneur and uh, i i also understand you've been uh an an entrepreneur since 1995 so can you t- uh, take us through some some of your personal uh, uh, events and all uh, so that we can understand your journey
1: yeah so priya it's been over 25 years and uh, you know it's a, it's a, it's been a, a very exciting journey and time has just flown uh, i think after i completed my uh, my engineering and my management education um, uh, you know i uh, india this this was in 1994 95 and that is the time when you know this whole telecom revolution was just about starting where you know new licenses were being given out and all and uh, <clears throat> you know that was very very early days uh, you know and uh, uh, you know i'm a third generation entrepreneur within my family uh, my grandfather and my father built their own set of businesses i had an option of either joining my father in one of the businesses that he was he had built and was running or start something of my own and um, you know i decided to do the latter uh, you know because at that time after finishing my um, you know uh, studies i realized that you know uh, there are opportunities to build new things in new industries and i and i really got the opportunity to enter the mobile industry uh, you know we we managed to get a partnership with a company called telstra from australia and that really started my entrepreneurship journey you know this partnership that we got from telstra which was a leading mobile network operator in australia had right. and uh, a license to operate a mobile network business in the city of kolkata and that's where we started our journey uh, you know we launched india's first mobile network uh, you know on 31st july 1995 uh, the first mobile call happened on our network and that was a a true privilege and a unique opportunity to be part of such an amazing transformation that's happened in india where we've gone to over a billion mobile users and become one of the largest uh, data uh, markets in the world so mm-hmm. for me you know between 95 and 2008 you know, I ran uh, three mobile network businesses. At that time, the licensing was more regional in nature. Now, of course, we are national all-India players. Right. Uh, so we ran three licenses. We had to procure between Calcutta, Punjab, and Karnataka under the brand Spice Telecom. And that's how the Spice brand also uh, you know, got born. So it was effectively like a telecom brand initially, but we always were wanting to build it more like a digital lifestyle brand. Uh, uh, and then uh, you know the industry got consolidated, and uh, I, uh, you know, we also took the company public. But as part of the consolidation, we exited the network business, uh, you know, to Airtel and uh, Idea Cellular. Uh, mm. You know, in the year 1998, uh, post which, uh, you know, I was, I, I'd also started a hardware business because we had also seen that, you know, during this journey, uh, that you know there is a new. Revolution happening on the mobile hardware space, which was around dual SIM and multi SIM phones. Mm. If you recall, you know earlier before 2005, you know we basically had single SIM phones like Nokia, Motorola, Sony and all that. Uh, you know, but led by China, there was a lot of this dual SIM technology that came into India, and we also launched Spice Mobile under the brand Spice. This was a subset of our Spice Telecom business. Mm. Uh, after we exited the network business, we continued with the hardware business. Uh, you know so i had two businesses one spice mobile and another one was called spice digital and spice digital was all about building new digital platforms and working on new digital technologies uh and that's what i did between uh 2008 and 2015 you know for a seven year period where under spice mobile we were selling dual sim mobile phones to consumers across india and under spice digital we were building a lot of platforms and value-added services for telecom operators in the region, not just India but Africa and Southeast Asia as well. Uh, Around the 2015-2016 period, we saw uh, again a shift happening in the mobile hardware industry where a lot of the China ecosystem did a forward integration into India. And uh, while a lot of design and manufacturing was sitting in China, a lot of them came into India and you saw a huge influx of a lot of players like Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi and others who came in with very aggressive business models uh, to drive uh, growth. Uh, We had the hardware business in one uh, company and we had the services and platform business in the other. And uh, that's when we decided to uh, merge our hardware business with our partners to be able to uh, have the end-to-end control over the manufacturing supply chain as well. And we partnered with a company from Africa you know, who are the largest uh, hardware players in Africa selling over 120 million phones in Africa with the idea that we would make India into the manufacturing base to also sell to Africa as well as build for India. And so in line with our digital India vision to, you know, shift the manufacturing ecosystem to India and build it for the world, the idea was that here we have a partner who's built it a large market presence in Africa and we can also do an India plus Africa strategy together. And that's why we partnered with them and we became more a strategic investor in the hardware business. And uh, that's when I started focusing on the services and platform business and our fintech business was born out of Spice Digital. Mm -hmm. So effectively that's the business we started in 2016-17 and that's where we are today. So that's been my journey so far Pia.
0: I also understand you are venturing into uh, uh, one one more uh, category which is into conversations and AI. So can you also tell us about it?
1: So as part of spice digital, uh, you know, we've been working a lot on enterprise, uh, 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 solutions. And one of the areas with, again, growing digitization that we see is emergence of a new industry called communications platform as a service, uh, where, uh, you know, we see a lot of, uh, startups and players, you know, building these platforms to enable enterprises to, Uh, you know, have conversations or engagement with their customers digitally using multiple channels. And uh, because of that uh, uh, capability that we had in in our digital enterprise business it's Spice Digital, uh, we decided to build a platform for this space, which is more omnichannel, where effectively the idea is that as enterprises want to uh, engage with their customers uh, in terms of marketing, contact center, and uh, customer service. Uh, you know, using multiple channels, not just, you know, traditional channels of SMS and voice, but moving forward to WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, you you know, multiple channels. How do we build a platform where we can give the enterprises a single view of the consumer? And that is where we got into this whole conversational engagement kind of a platform uh, product. Uh, We call it Corero platforms. And this is a product out of our, our digital uh, business unit. So effectively, it's at a very early stage of build out. Uh, but we're very excited with the initial set of BIRA customers we've got on board. And I I, I think we're part of an exciting growth journey. Like, you know, we can see about 800,000 uh, merchants in small town and in rural India who are now onboarded on Spice Money. And effectively, they're like digital entrepreneurs. Mm. I can see mostly all of them using a communications platform, the kind we are building at Corero. So i think the definition of an enterprise is not just the large enterprises but also the micro enterprise you know working in rural india so i think you know we have a huge pocket of you know small and medium-sized enterprises who are also wanting to leverage digital and technology to be able to grow their business and that is why we are building multiple platforms right and corredo is one of them
0: uh as an entrepreneur you are expected to stay energetic all the time and uh um through? Because it is a very long journey. Uh, There would be instances where you may feel tired, restless, or you may lose focus. How do you manage such situations?
1: So Priya, uh, first of all, I think it's a voluntary journey. It's not a journey which uh, anyone pays you to undertake. I think, uh, you know, you you take this journey out of your own will. Um, I think the beauty of an entrepreneur journey is that uh you know you really have an opportunity to work on 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 something where you know you can you can drive uh things forward through imagination and possibilities and i think if you can figure out a problem statement that exists that you want to you know that you can figure out a solution to solve for i think that becomes the starting point of an entrepreneur journey and i think uh, you know if you're excited about you know what you're doing uh then it's a good restlessness because you're not you're not anxious but you're excited and uh, you know i think being an entrepreneur is 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 about you know patience uh, rigor uh, focus and i think you know if you just stay that path it, it's the most exciting journey that you know one can have and you know there's no difference between sunday and monday because every day is like a sunday because you're you're enjoying every day right. and i think And I think that's the journey. So, for me personally, uh, you know, whether it was the telecom business we are building or the hardware business we are building or now the platforms business we are building, uh, you know, these for me, you know, it's about focus, excitement, uh, surrounding yourself with teams who are more passionate sometimes than you in the problem you're solving for and building on each other's energy. And I think, uh, you know, it's just it's just something that you get up every morning and you're 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 wanting to make sure that you know every challenge that you see or every uh, you know issue that you need to focus on, you see it as an opportunity to keep building, and I think today what we are building at Spice Money uh, Priya what's exciting, all of us at Spice Money and now we are like a 700 plus you know team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is really the 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 opportunity to serve. Uh, you know, people at large, right? The the ability to say that we 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 are building a platform that can digitally and financially empower a billion people, right? In rural India, is truly uh, 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 you know a, a very enriching and a very meaningful journey that we are on, right? And I if I see the unique opportunity I've had, whether with telecom or now with fintech, um, I do believe that uh, you know as entrepreneurs. You know, if you can, if you can put your head down and focus on something that you can build passion around, it can, it, it, it's, it's the most beautiful restlessness that you can experience.
0: How would you define the term entrepreneur uh, what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you?
1: Well, I think to me, uh, you know, entrepreneur is about, you know, solving problems and taking risks right i think uh, to me an entrepreneur uh, you know is basically saying that you know i will go out there and 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 build something which uh, you know which is solving a problem and uh, you know and i will take risk and i will you know uh, uh have you know and, and 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 give it whatever i have right because if you think about our country with so many people we have right And we talk about job creation and all of that to me, I think with the number of challenges we have, you know, if we can have people solving for those challenges, rather than looking for jobs, right, I think we do have an opportunity to create a lot of entrepreneurs. So to me, entrepreneurship is about problem solving and risk taking.
0: Uh, My final question to you uh tell us about the interesting lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur which we can take away and apply to our lives and our ventures and more importantly we don't have to go through the same uh, tough learning process that you have gone through
1: are yeah, a lot of lot of lessons a lot of lessons uh, i tried to state maybe two three of them
0: sure
1: one is i think uh, uh you know while passion is very important i think it's very important to be also very prudent uh, you know when it comes to being an entrepreneur right for example sometimes you know you get so passionate about what you're building that even if it's not economically viable or there's no clear roadmap you still stay the course
0: right, right.
1: and in that case you may end up putting a lot of good money after bad money because you're you're working on something but there's no clear economic viability to it so one of the big lessons that i have learned as an entrepreneur in my journey so far is that you know you have to also build a financially sound business uh, you know, as an entrepreneur. It, it's good to be solving for something but if it's not financially viable or financially sound, the journey does not last. And, and so you end up putting a lot of good time of yours because time is the most valuable thing that you have. And so if you spend a lot of time on a financially unsound model, right, then eventually it will hit a wall. right. So it's better to <clears throat> you know, define that upfront and if you don't see a financial viability, take a call earlier than later. This is one big lesson that I've learned. Right? the second one is just in terms of uh, you know being very clear around uh, you know access to capital right financial capital right and um, being able to raise capital at the right time uh, is also very important and you know when we were building our telecom business we were doing very well where we were working right in punjab we were a number one operator in calcutta we were number one operator we were doing very well but then the business model changed the industry got consolidated and it was people who were able to raise capital at the right time who became the consolidators and and consolidated the industry so being uh, you know making sure that you have access to the right amount of capital at the right time is 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 also uh, very important and and the third and final point that i would like to share is that from my point of view uh, uh, you know the biggest uh, lesson or the biggest learning that i have is that you know you're as good as the people around you right and, and i've seen that you know at the end of the day if you end up surrounding yourself with the right team right and really working you know and and, and and building off their passion then you can literally just you know let them run a lot of things and you're just you know with the flow so how do you put things in a flow is is a function of the kind of teams you surround yourself with and uh, you know an entrepreneur just on a, on your own, you cannot do anything, right? But if you're part of a team and, and and you can create the right flow where you know, you can excite and engage people with what excites you and it can become a combined vision and a combined energy that drives you forward, I think the journey can be not only more lasting, but a lot more fulfilling. So these are the three learnings I would love to share with uh, the listeners and with
0: you. Uh, well, uh, on this note, we have come to the end of this discussion. We are truly honored to have you here at TLI. Uh, thanks for your time, uh, Dilip, and our best wishes for all the ventures that you'll we'll build over uh, next few years.
1: Thank you so much, Priya. My my compliments to you for running a great platform, and uh, thank you for giving entrepreneurs like us an opportunity to share some of our stories with your listeners. Thank you so much.